0: podcast offering discussions and tutorials on nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves with you today myself is your nerdy tutor george and with me here today the mistress of gifts my mom hey i i
1: am the stock i I am the queen of the stocking stuffer
0: oh my goodness our stockings are the greatest stockings in the world i would not i i i I worry when i have to start doing it on my own if i'll ever be able to compare for stockings
1: i i i go out of my way
0: absolutely so, this week we are talking about gifts. Now, we've done a gift giving guide beforehand. Mm-hmm. This will be an updated version, and we'll link to the original one as well on our, pod, on our website at the nerdtutorialpodcast.com. Um, so, some of this stuff might be repeats of what we did beforehand, and some of this might be new stuff. So
1: I, I included four, four stores that I like that mm-hmm. we didn't even talk about last time.
0: No, no. And these are stores I think it actually would be really useful for a lot of people. Um, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was party games. Now, admittedly, we we're kind of like this weird set of times where, like, being able to, have, you know, a lot of people will not be spending, you know, Christmas with family members at all. Yeah. Um, in a lot of cases, they'll be socially distancing. So I wanted to bring up some ideas as far as things you could do. Um, for, and, we, and
1: we've been known to play games.
0: Yes, or not just play games, but rather these are game, Some of these are games that you wouldn't want to be with everybody in a room.
1: Yeah.
0: Some of these are games you can play online. Okay. Um, so the the one I want to start with here is actually going to be um, some games you would probably want to play at home. Okay. And the first one I want to recommend is called Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> or. or or also, you can also get its slightly uh, toned-down version, also known as Apple to Apples.
1: What is the Exploding Cat one? I, remem- I, I...
0: Exploding Cats is another party game as well. Um, I don't have all the rules to Exploding Cats because I've never played it before.
1: I played it on a train, on the floor of the train, in Cambodia.
0: Yep, yeah, that would sound about right. It's, it's um, yeah, like... There's actually a lot of interesting kind of card games where like half the fun is watching and seeing what happens. Um, it, Cards Against Humanity is known is is playfully known as the card the, the awful card game for awful people. It wow. is it is it is a very much an eighteen plus game at the end of the day meant for adults.
1: There is there actually interesting enough is a um, tween version.
0: Although there's, there's a lot of copycats for it out there. So there's a lot of, like, there's a Star Wars version of it. There's a lot of different Marvel and other f- uh, fandom versions of it. So you might have, like, Disney, you know, Cards Against Disney or other variations on the games. Um, and so uh, so the initial idea of Cards Against Humanity is, is that there is, everyone gets uh, what we call uh, black cards, essentially, at the end of the day. And they all have different things on them, and when I say things, I mean usually like sentences, nouns, verbs, short descriptions of stuff. Um, cards Against Humanity is well known for being, you know, depending on what version you get, can be very random in what you get as far as what's on those cards. Sometimes it is,
1: it, it is the um, it actually be, it actually be an interesting thing for somebody getting ready to take SATs. Um, it it is uh, a a very good dictionary for adjectives
0: oh yes it's very good absolutely thing you get um so the intention is that everyone starts with 10 black cards um one person becomes the judge as it were and they pull a white card and they list off what's on the white card and so your job as the other players is to figure out a black card that'll go well with the white card and so uh, once everyone turns in all their black card, one of the black cards that they want to use for that prompt from the white card, the judge will read them back out. And after the judge reads them back out, they get to decide which was either, which one they liked the most. And it could be anywhere from the one that was the most cringiest, the one that was the funniest, the one that was the biggest inside joke for some people. Um, and so in, in the intention is that whoever win, whoever had the best card gets to you know they get the white card and at the end of the game whoever has the most white cards wins now you can have house rules and you can say you know it,
1: you ha- you end up you end up having to have yeah house you rules.
0: end up kind of having have house rules um, and it's it, this is a game that works best when you have at least i think 5 or more people it's good it's a good because game because you
1: pull one out for the judge
0: you always pull out one for the judge and if you had like four people the choices then become just like three i think five people and more would be the best would be the best way for this in a lot of cases um, and it's it's i've had a lot of fun with this game being very random it's it's a game i have all the expansion packs for and they have various expansion packs So they had like a political expansion pack they've had a there are a food. bunch of,
1: and you can combine expansion packs and end up with some pretty interesting so you could have a um, political expansion pack mm-hmm and um, there's there's an expansion pack for fashion wear. Yes. And um, or you can combine the, the um, expansion pack for fashion wear, which has references to Louis Vuitton and other things, um, with a political pack. There's you're all sorts of combinations for the expansion packs that make the game really interesting. Oh yeah,
0: and and the what's nice about this game is that the base game itself is really not more than 25 to $30.
1: And the expansion uh, packs are like 15
0: Yeah, and the different expansion packs, which usually include about another like 30 to 40 cards, uh, typically are about 10 to $15 each.
1: There's cards against uh, Disney.
0: There's cards against Disney, yeah. And then uh, there's cards against Star Wars, cards against Harry Potter. Um, there's, a, there's cards against Game of Thrones. So there's a lot of variations on... Um, the different various variations to this game. Now, I mentioned apples to apples because it's kind of like the no, I wouldn't call it the childish version of this game, but it's if you wanted to play this with you know m- elementary and middle schoolers and maybe even just high schoolers and you didn't want to be raunchy about it, apples to apples is just as good as a version of it, um, which is a little bit more lighthearted and. Um, I, I'll just be point blank that, the again, when they say Cards Against Humanity is a horrible game, is the horrible card game for horrible people, like, a lot of the phrases and terms that are in those cards are instinctively, like, crude, mean. They
1: invite, they invite some,
0: um... Choi- choice, again, it's Double choi-
1: entendres and... Double and, entendres, choice, yeah.
0: you know, choice of things. There's literally a card that's just, poo. and And the variations on just that one word. Yep. So, um, again, I and,
1: and, but, and, and then I'll turn around and I'll say this. It's actually not a bad game for a place in which you don't know very many of the people.
0: Yeah, it's a great, because again, I mean, like you don't need to, laughter I think is one of those things that works great with everybody. Yep. And I don't think that at the end of the day you can ever go wrong with um, finding fun ways to laugh even if you don't use it. I mean, it's one of those games in which I really wish I could have I could bring to work with me and just say, "Hey, we're just going to play this game for like, you know, we're just going to play like two round go rounds here for an hour and mm-hmm. we'll just have fun and we'll get to know each other." And I think it's yeah. a great great yeah. thing. It's a good building element. Now again, your mileage may vary with the with the people you work with in this game, but
1: Well, yeah, so so it's probably not PC enough for work, although I agree with you as a team building thing of of just breaking the ice and mm-hmm. and being real
0: yeah, I think, I think it would be a fun game.
1: It'd be a fun game. I, I um, have played it with um, several couples where I knew the wife well, because I worked with the wife, but mm-hmm. I didn't know the husband. And and in that particular instance, it worked really well, because after a glass of wine. Everyone gets
0: a little tipsy, and then a little, a little more tipsy, giggly. tipsy, but
1: yeah. It, more I mean, giggly. Yeah, rela- I would say relaxed. Um, i i think it's a really good icebreaker game
0: oh absolutely Again, <laughs> I, there's a before the covid there was a <clears throat> um a quarterly uh, board game night that one of my friends hosted and i would often go there and not know anybody there for the most part i could bring this game though and everyone thought i was the, the greatest guy on earth because i brought the game ronna yes
1: oh she's so much fun
0: oh absolutely um And then speaking of board games, the next game I want to recommend here is actually called Betrayal at at the House on the Hill. Now, this is an interesting game in which uh, up to six players, you typically want at least three to six players on it. Um, Everybody takes a placard which has like a little character on it that has some stats on there. And you basically you're like a Scooby-Doo gang going into a house. Um, that's procedurally generated. So there are these tiles that that have either stairways, libraries, corridors, kitchens, bedrooms. Um, so if you go, so you start in the, lo- you start in like the foyer and then you have the option to go forward, backward, forward, left, right. And then if you go to the right, you put down a tile and it might be, oh, this is a, this is a kitchen that has like three different en- entrances to it. So you can lay it down whatever way oh. you want. But every single time you lay down a tile, you make the house bigger and bigger. And what you basically start doing is you start preceding what they call a haunt. And so you have to roll... So not
1: a, like Clue.
0: Not, not quite like Clue, no. So what's interesting about this game is that um, as you build out the house, you have to roll dice. And so the dice will tell you whether you're safe or not from a haunting. And so as you proceed to build out the house... Eventually, somebody's going to roll. A, again, based on the number of times it happens, the, the percentage keeps going up. So you have to get a higher number constantly. So at first, you have to. If you roll a two, you start the haunting at the first time. But yeah. after like eight or nine times, like you have to keep rolling like a ten and above to stop to stop the haunting from happening. Once the haunting happens, though, this is where the game starts to get interesting. So that person has to then leave the room temporarily. They have to go into the next room and they get a booklet that says based off what number you rolled during the haunting this is what this is the new way you could get to play the game. And so you in a lot of cases you might become uh, a Frankenstein that has to actually catch the other characters and beat them. But other characters but the other characters also get a new set of rules as well and that's how they defeat you and so that those rules might be we have to find certain keys in a room we have to find enough keys to open up the last room to turn off the power for the frankenstein monster or something along that so it might be that like you come back and everyone now knows you're the bad guy in some sort of way and that you have a new way of playing the game that they're also semi-aware of the the rules for it as well you were you're semi-aware of what their rules are too so
1: so you end up with maybe like a laura croft type type character and a
0: so like, so like, some cases might be like Frankenstein has to haunt people. Other things might be where now your job is to not to get the other people, but to actually get the keys for yourself and defeat them. So now maybe you might. So
1: nobody be, knows what what anybody else's job is.
0: They have a vague. You get a, you get a vague scenario. So you get like a scenario of what's happening, and so you kind of understand what's going on. Um, and so the intention there might be that. You might have to eliminate some of the rooms that the other that the bad guy is able to go into or the good guys are able to go into. And by eliminating those rooms, only you're able to get into those and they have to roll a certain amount of dice to get out of them so that way you can go and catch them. Uh, so the game changes based off of what the hauntings are and, what, and how you go through it. So you can play variations on the same game multiple times without ever actually repeating some of the scenarios. So it's always different.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and so it works out. It works out pretty neatly in that sense that um, one person always gets to kind of be an extra, kind of different person in a lot of cases, and has special rules. Um, but then other people get to play new rules as well. So the game constantly changes. And there's been um, expansions packs for this as well, which have also added to the house uh, labyrinthy sort of tiles, but also new hauntings that can happen as well. And so you get the ability to play a, a singular game at the end of the day that has multiple ways of ending up it playing out at the end of the day. So no two no two playthroughs are ever going to be the exact same.
1: And, and and what is that called again?
0: Um, betrayal at 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 the house on the hill. Okay. Um, and, and again, we'll put all the links for the for things you can get these at online, um, because because I find it because I find it super interesting. because I, I I find board games super interesting because again like it's such a, there's such a in
1: oh there's like there's mysterium and there's mm-hmm. there's now one called pandemic
0: oh yes I, well i i was i was sure something like that was going to come out
1: yeah mysterium is is sort of a it's a a um ghost uh ghost so he can't read he he d- doesn't have his full memory mm-hmm. and uh he communicates through um sort of psychic visions And you have to put it all together and recreate this story behind the ghost
0: oh that's interesting neat yeah actually actually is um uh
1: you know so so it's uh
0: that would be that would be interesting
1: yeah because how people interpret it interpret these visions varies from like person to person so it's pretty it's pretty cool and that's mysterium mysterium M-Y-S-T-E-R-I-U-M.
0: I will add that to the list here. Yeah. The next one I wanted to talk about, which is one of my personal favorite games, because I find it, it... This is something you could play as an icebreaker in an office. Okay. This, this would be a great way to do it. It's called The Resistance. We've played this once before.
1: Yes, we have.
0: Um, so the idea of The Resistance... Now, there's variations on this game... Um, in multiple different ways, but this is the fir- the resistance is the original version, and it's very, it's very, it's very easy to get. It. You literally get it for free on your phone, yep, um, and play it with a group of people. The intention being is that it's some version of the future, and you are a part of a resist. Everyone is a part of a resistance cell trying to beat the corporation at the end of the day. However, the corporation has sent spies into the resistance to foil their plans. Now the resistance is supposed to uh, take out to undertake missions that are intended to um, sabotage and weaken the corporation, but the spies can kind of get in there and mess up the the missions so that they fail at the end of the day. So the job of the resistance is to win three out of five times and get at least three missions completed for to to win the game. Versus the spies have to stop at least three missions in order for them them to win the game, and there's usually always at least there's always more resistance members than there are spies. But the fun part about this entire game is that nobody knows who the spies are, with the exception of the spies, and it's and so it's a game of try- I was a spy one time. <laughs> it, it's it's a game of trying to figure out who's acting suspicious and who's not acting suspicious and. Why they want to go on missions and why who doesn't want to go on missions?
1: Who's overly eager?
0: Who's overly eager? Who who's being quiet this time when we're discussing? So um, so people go on missions. Uh, a person decides who gets to go on missions, and if they, if if nobody, if we can't all agree to, that we go on the mission, then it fails, and then goes to the next person clockwise. And if we go around an entire revolution, that mission just fails in general well, because yeah. we weren't able to choose a group of people to go on it so it's a lot of game of working with everybody else to convince them that hey this is the right way to go versus convincing them that like no don't go that way that they're all traitors over there or that person's a spy and I've had just the most fun playing this game at the end of the day because it's simple and it's easy and if you're with a good group of friends like it's very easy to just be able to to, to stand up from the table was like, I know you are a spy. You are always a spy. You are a spy. And what was great about that time was that the fourth time I did that to that person because she kept being a spy, I was also a spy. so I was able to um, dissuade uh, I was able to dissuade people from thinking she was a spy at the end of the day because like because I, I was just being me constantly doing that. Um, And again, The Resistance is a very simple game. You can probably get it out there for like 20 bucks if you want to get a a hard version of it, a a physical version of it, but I tend to find that it has a lot of pieces to it that don't necessarily make sense, Um, or don't make sense initially until you play it enough times for it to be repeated enough for you to know what the pieces are. And the cell phone version of it, I think, works a lot better. Um because you can easily access uh, the nodes on the phone and just kind of pass it around to everybody. yeah, um, so that works out much better. Um, also it would probably work really well on like an iPad or a tablet of some sort as well. so uh, again, so that's the resistance is a fun game. Now if we want to get start getting into games in which you don't have to be around other people to play them because we are in a pandemic and we... Are trying to be socially distanced. Mm-hmm. Um, the next game I would actually recommend is a game called Among Us, which is kind of in the same vein as The Resistance. Um, Among Us is a super simple game at the end of the day. Um, that's available on PC on Steam. It's about twenty bucks. I want to say for twenty bucks. So mm-hmm. we would assume that each person has to get it, which could be a little bit of a barrier. Okay, but if you just want to have a fun game night at twenty dollars, is probably very doable. Um, and so the idea be, the idea here is that you're on a spaceship that you have to everyone has to perform various tasks on the ship. That would be kind of normal in the normal everyday sort of stuff. So you might have to um, you might have to take gas from one place and fill up the, to fill up the engines. You might need to recalibrate the engines. you might need to destroy asteroids. you might need to clear out the air vents or you might need to download data from one place to another. And all these are very quick and easy little mini game style stuff. So like Simon Says, or rotate the rotate the laser to point in the right way, or sh- click on asteroids as they pop up. So none of it is very overly complicated uh, mini games. Um, and the entire idea is the crew is meant to um, complete all the little mini games for them to be able to survive at the end of the day for their ship to survive. However, amongst the crew are uh, two. Um, uh, I forget what the, what the term they use are. They might either be invaders or imposters. I think is the its correct term. And these imposters have the ability to. Uh, it, it, not, not mind you, it's a big ship, so nobody can see what other people are doing yeah. unless they have line of sight. So you like you can't look into what another into the next room and see what somebody's doing unless you're at the door and looking into the room um and so these imposters what they're doing is they are sabotaging the ship so they might say lights out and so they might reduce the amount of visibility you can see or um they might have set the self-destruct button you have to go and stop it but the the um but these guys um their job is to actually to kill the other members
1: so how many people do you need
0: you can have up to ten people in this and Wait, if, well,
1: it's the smallest group you can have
0: it was the small uh, the smallest group you could probably do it with like five or six people um, it gets to be a lot more fun with with a lot more people so ten is the next
1: do you like like say okay so we're all gonna play this at eight o'clock
0: so yeah you would all kind of agree to when you want to play it and then you would log you would log on to the game and then you can go to a you go to a, you can go to a, a private room to play it in um, so you would give out the code to the other people and say, oh hey, this is the room that I'm in and you would all kind of join the room and you would play it um, so the idea is that the um, interlopers or invaders are meant to go and, uh, or sabotagers are meant to go and kill the other players without being seen and when somebody comes across a body you can you can call an emergency meeting and at that emergency meeting you have to figure out which one is the spy or the interloper or whatever it is and so the point of the so the, eventually with the the idea is that you are supposed to figure out who is the bad guy among you, and you use a voice chat to do it. So you have a microphone with you as well, um, and they do offer a voice chat to the people who are playing during during that game.
1: Okay.
0: So you have to well, kind most of. Most like,
1: of our PCs have microphones.
0: Yeah, so you have to kind of talk through um, what's going on. It's like I saw X, Y, and Z. They were with me the entire time, you know. So. Um, so you have to kind of convince everybody else that you're not the spy or the or the bad guy in this case and so that's kind of the fun so it's very similar to the resistance um but in the sense that like you're you're slowly knocking off people and the people that get knocked off can't participate in the conversation also they don't have a say in whether and you know so you can't be like oh, zach killed me and it's like you know stuff like that um but if i but it's been it's it's been a lot of fun there's a lot of twitch there's a lot of twitch personalities that play it played it um as an example aoc had a great version of it where she played with ilhan omar and other people um so i mean like it's it's very topical right now in that particular regard um and matter
1: matter of fact she was she was using that as they get out the vote
0: yes during during the primaries yeah um, and again, Elon Omar and a couple other, um, uh, Democrats were playing with it as well while they were doing it. And we're having a lot of fun doing it. And uh, that's among us. And that's among us. Yes. Among us. Um, you'll notice you'll, you'll, you'll know it because it's got kind of these pill shaped people with these kind of dome, uh, eye, dome kind of mon, modular eye sort of screens, kind of like a space visor and just two legs walking around. Um, uh, it's a lot of fun I, I i haven't played it myself but i've been watching a lot of videos of people playing it and it, it is indeed quite a bit of fun especially with the people you know around you
1: that might be fine fun on new year's eve because on new year's eve i think um because we're still in a pandemic and won't really be able to gather
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and all of us want to be out of 2020 um, oh yeah that could be a fun way to
0: now, I know they are All looking... The now, it's primarily a PC game right now. I think they're in the process of trying to get it to be a... Um, phone app? A, not a phone app, necessarily, but something for, like, a uh, a PS4, a, a Switch kind of thing.
1: Oh, I could see that working on um, Switch.
0: But I believe it does... It, I think they do have, like, an Android and iOS version of it as well. Okay. Um, so your mileage on that might vary a little bit, but again, I mean, that's a... It's a lot of fun from what from everything I've seen for that. Too cool. And then speaking of mobile, and then speaking of mobile games, the one game I really think would be a great idea for, um, especially for either large gatherings or. Um,
1: None of us are having large gatherings.
0: No, 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 Not necessarily large large gatherings. But I mean like large, large groups, groups of peop- okay. people. Okay. Um, and the game I would really recommend is called the Jackbox Party Pack. Um, so Jackbox has, Jackbox is known for these very simple, easy to play games. That's all about your ability to communicate with others. And one of the benefits of this is that, um, you host a, you host a, um, you, host a you host a game by, um, having just one single monitor up and running. So it could be anybody who's running the game mm-hmm. and you could have that as a stream or a VOD for other people who are who are watching it so you could be streaming it to other so you want to stream it to other people but other people can also log in to see it as well and the idea is that throughout these various games um, you would write responses to to prompts people get to judge which one's the best response and can vote on that so a great example of this might be um, a family reunion you might have you can have in some games different how many players you can have. I think eight is the most you can have in most of the games. Um, so as an example, they have Quiplash, which is um, on your device, on your phone. You're given a you're given prompts. Um, you're given usually like two prompts per round of you know this person did blank while they were asleep, and you get to write kind of what the blank is, in there is. Or you might be a really great, you know, a great gym name for a Game of Thrones, or for a Game of Thrones character or something. And so your idea is you have to write, you have to kind of like put in your response to that. And then you'll go head to head against somebody else. Everyone gets to kind of decide who had the best response. Um, the better response. Answers, yeah. And the person with the best response wins and gets the most points for that. So the more audience you have... The more you can kind of sway it a little bit, you have slightly better results. So you can see what people really like. This is one of those games in which if you had a big like, if you had like a big group of like fifty to one hundred people or more, because it can hold up to like I think almost a thousand people on there could host it. Um, that a lot of audience participation allows everybody who's watching to continue to enjoy the game without actually having to play it at the end of the day. So, like if you wanted to, you could have. And I use this as an example. So you can
1: still participate by voting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my example for this might be like, say you have, say you work at a hotel. in my particular case as an example. You might have, hey, this guy is the this is the guy from housekeeping. This is the guy from the front desk. This is the guy from accounting. This is the guy from the reservation team, the sales team, the you know from the um, the maintenance team, stuff like that. And maybe the the GM plays as well and you can vote for whatever for for these guys' individual responses um, there are other games, there are other games kind of in the same vein so another game is um, kind of like a haunted house sort of thing where like you have to answer trivia questions um, and if you don't uh, if you don't uh answer the trivia question correct you have to play a kind of a, a death penalty game which where you might die but you can still participate um Another one is called is called Break the Internet, where the notion is you have to um, write prompts for for other people based off of what they gave you to begin with. So they might say like, you know, girls, you know, a bad response for Girl Scout cookies, and so they might have a quote, and then that quote gets give, gets given to another person who then has to make it, who then has to write like a, a headline for it. To make it sound, to make that other person sound really, really horrible or really, really bad. So, like you know, you know, you know, your favorite type of Girl Scout cookies, like strawberry and mint, you know, and then the response might be, you know, this person had said that the taste of blood, you know, this person had a drink of blood. It's like tasted like strawberry and mint. So the idea is to kind of make fun of other people. In that particular case, um, one of their more popular ones is actually, I believe, is Fibbage, which is all about you lying or you telling the truth while other people lie about you to make it seem like what is, what was the actual truth. So it might be like, you know, hey, like I've never done blank. And then everyone else's job, and your job is to say what the truth is, and everyone else's job is to figure, is to write what they think the true answer is or what would be a funny answer to it in order for them to get, in order for them to steal the points from what is the actual thing. So okay. it's, it's also a really great, um, just a great party, just an icebreaker game because it lets you learn about some of these people as a result. Um, and I think in that particular case that we're great into the corporation because you could have somebody like, you know, the GM or the head of housekeeping or your managers kind of like take part in that. Um, and again, this is a game that you don't need to all be in the same room for. In fact, you could, you know, a lot of people play it from around the world and watch other people play doing it. Uh-huh. Um, or it's also a great game for like a bar, for like a bar night, even, because you could have people, you know, you could have everyone in there play if they wanted to and see responses on the screen at a restaurant or a pub or a bar or things like that. Um, so again, the Jackbox Party Pack has um, a couple different variations on it. So um, they have seven different versions of it, each are about uh 25 to 30 dollars each and you can get other you can get kind of they give you a little bit of a discount if you buy like multiple packs at once so they have different they have usually anywhere from four to five games in each of them so if you buy one pack you have five or six different games you can play at any given time
1: that's pretty cool yeah
0: so there's a lot of games built in there and that's this is what i think is one of those great games you can play at um with other people all at once, um but not ha- but if you have a person that's you know a little bit shyer, you have a lot more um anonymity to it at the end of the day yeah. but it's definitely a great game so the next thing I wanted to talk about uh, we are in a interesting point in which we have new video game consoles coming out this season, oh really? oh yes, so. I figured it was important as Christmas presents that you might, you might be, somebody might be interested in getting a game console for somebody or maybe even purchasing one for themselves. Um, so I wanted to take just a brief moment to talk about those because I think it's interesting. Um, and, so the, and so there's going to be a new PlayStation 5 and a new Xbox. Um, the new PlayStation is the PlayStation 5. It looks like an office building. I, I and I mean that in the nice Okay, I gotta look this up. Yeah, I, I I will I will have a link of it on the podcast here.
1: PlayStation Five.
0: Yeah, so if you just type in PS Five. Oh okay. The, yeah, the, the front of the building looks like an the front of the of the machine looks like an office building. Oh
1: my gosh. We we've got something designed right now that doesn't look too much unlike that. Yes. See. And going to Dubai soon, and a lot of things look like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it looks like it kind of looks like an office building, and then the wow. controller now looks like a boomerang.
1: So it's just sort of streamlined, so it doesn't take too much shelf space.
0: Um, well, they've always been very narrow, and they've always been very kind of. Most PlayStation's always been very, very narrow, um, especially when it was the uh, PlayStation Two, which came out had the option of hey, laying either laying it. Down on its on its belly or on its side, so you can yeah. have it kind of in a tower configuration, um, which I think has always been kind of a, a smart way of handling it. At the end of the day, and other companies have done this as well, like Nintendo's. We famously had the option to either uh, rest, it, kind of have it tilted uh, sideways or on its belly as well. Um, but the PlayStation Five is the new is the new hotness coming out. Um, it's going to have two different variations on it at the end of the day. It's going to have a version that's going to have um, that's a purely digital version, so it won't allow you to buy the physical games. You have to download them onto the system,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which will be a three ninety nine version. It'll also have a slightly bigger hard drive to hold those games uh, data in there. Yeah, we'd have to. Um, and then there's the four ninety nine HD Blu-ray drive version, which is kind of intended to. Um, be able to take the physical media, but also act as a Blu-ray player as well for you. Um, okay,
1: so so question. Yes. If you have the digital version, can you play old games that you already own on it?
0: So yes. So here's one of the benefits of this: is that it is not, it is 99 backwards compatible with PlayStation 4 games. So what you what I imagine what you'd end up doing with the digital version here is that you would have registered these games with your PS4 previously. If you, ho- if you had the physical version of it. And then it would give you the option to download it for your di- for the digital version, I would imagine. And now again, I don't own one and I haven't... I have never owned a PlayStation before. Because, but something to look at. But something to look at. Um, so this is how I imagine it would probably be done because, again, if the intention is that they're backwards compatible, you should be able to download a lot of these games, which in a lot of cases, especially with the PlayStation 4, Xbox, and even the Switch... There's a lot of the games in which you could go out there and buy the physical game for, but you could just easily as download it as well. Yeah. Um, the Switch Lite is an example. Of, is um, the Switch is an example? I don't actually own a physical. Uh, I don't actually own a physical copy of Animal Crossing at all. I downloaded it. Yeah,
1: there's something I don't own the physical. I downloaded. It. I forget which one it is. It was though. Sonic. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so it would have been. Yeah.
0: So, it would have been Sonic Mania. Um, and so while you, you so there's a lot of games that are like that now where again if you had registered it and you had purchased it through the PlayStation network initially you should be able to re-download it on the PlayStation 5
1: so like iTunes it knows
0: yeah very okay. similar yeah so you would just you would just m- take one account and merge it to the next essentially okay. um, and then like um, and then so with the PlayStation though it is going to be a very beefier version of a PlayStation 4 so a lot of you, your older PS4 games will just play better so they'll run better, they'll run faster they'll load quicker um, especially maybe in a digital version where it's not having to um, read the physical disc to get a lot of that data on there, which is yeah. not common as much as you think anymore these days yeah. um, I remember video games having a very long load time when you had to put the disc in Yeah. Um, but I actually don't recommend buying a Playstation 5 right now um if you remember back to our conversation of the killer app, which is the yeah. the application that's you know the really app that sells the game. it for you, yeah, you know like Super Mario was the killer app for the Nintendo, um, Sonic the Hedgehog was the killer app for the Sega Genesis, Tetris was the killer app that came literally with the Game Boy, it was an awesome game. Uh, most people's first ever experience playing Tetris would have been on the Game Boy initially too, but there's not really any big PlayStation Five games that are like oh my goodness, I have to go out and play that. Um, right now, at least. A lot of the games that are coming out right now for the PS5 are either remasterings of previous games, so like Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man, I forget, I forget what the tagline was for it, so there was a Spider-Man game that was really, really good. There's the remastered version, which also includes more characters in it, so. Um, so there's a remastering of Spider-Man, and there's, a lot of the other games that are might be new for the system, but they're not. But they're ha- not anything you haven't played beforehand. So it's like Call of Duty, like five, and I'm making up that number because I don't know. Because I think there's yeah. actually because I think there's more Call of Duties technically. Yeah. But I mean, they're not they're not necessarily any new games that you wouldn't have it already played before. A lot of them are just the PS5 version of it. Okay. So they'll look nicer and they'll play a little bit better. But if you already own them on the PS4 it's not really going to be... You're not like, getting a lot. You know, you're you not going to get a huge thing. You're, you're buying what is essentially at this time an investment with the notion that like there may not be a lot of them out there right now because of the pandemic that had to shorten the amount of productivity you would have had in factories, warehouses, building chips, and such like that.
1: But if you didn't want to have a Blu-ray player because you're mostly using Netflix, but this came with one and mm-hmm. that's pretty convenient because then you, you're... You're getting two things off your shelves.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, the PlayStation 4 had a Blu-ray player in it as well. Did it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like
1: that idea of, of combining the technologies. Well,
0: well, again, this is what made the PS2 the the best-selling game console of all time, was because when it came out originally at the price point of $299, it was also a DVD player. Yeah. And so, even if you never used it for video games, you had a DVD player. Which at the time was still like a two hundred dollar invest two hundred to two hundred fifty dollar investment. And at the
1: time you were using DVDs a lot. Yeah, I have bookshelves of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still have a lot of DVD uh, DVDs as well, which are a lot of all, my older media and yeah. anime and movies yeah. are still in a DVD format. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, like it's it's the simple fact that in Japan, Blu-ray players still cost the nearly three hundred dollars, and the PS PS2 was A three hundred dollar console that happened to have a happened to also just play video games as well. So it made a really good option at the end of the day for the PlayStation, and they've continued that throughout the years as well. Um, But that's if you get the HD Blu-ray drive version, you know, so it'll play the HD uh, Blu-ray CDs at the end of the day. Um, but again, so right now, like I admittedly would not recommend buying it right now because there's not really any sort of killer thing for it. If there was a new God of War or a new Spider-Man or another really big exclusive title that would be coming out sometime between now and Christmas, I might say, or even at the beginning of next year, I might say, you know, buy it now to wait for this new hotness that's going to be coming out.
1: So you have it. So you have
0: it. But right now, it's the right now. You buy it with the intention of something will really interesting will come out for it eventually Uh, it also works with your playstation vr so if you had playstation vr you can plug it in right away with the playstation 5 as well and so that's an option there too Um, but again unless you already have a playstation 4 and you just need in your playstation 4 is literally on its dying breath uh, as far as because you've overused it or it's broken because you dropped it um, i probably wouldn't recommend the playstation 5 right now even as a entry level sort of element to getting into video games, um, either for the time being. Okay. This is my opinion that this time next year might very well change. Cause there might be uh, at one point I really considered getting a PS4 because of Spider-Man and God of War. Cause really cool narrative games that looked really pretty and had a lot of great, um, gameplay look, yeah. gameplay aesthetics for it. For, but for right now, there's not anything like that on the PS5. Um, the next one here is going to be the Xbox Series X. Now, I don't know what Microsoft's deal is here, but they need to stick with that naming convention and 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 stick with it because they're not because they're because they're creating unnecessary market confusion. So you so the original, so the lineage starts with the original Xbox, the Xbox 360, the Xbox 1. Or, okay. Admittedly, I don't I don't play Xbox all that often, so maybe I messed that up a little bit. So let me just double check that real quickly.
1: Well, someone will come along to correct you.
0: Oh, I'm sure somebody will. I just want I want to you know I want I want yeah. I just want I want to beat myself to the punch as best as I can. Um, so this is the Xbox 360, and then there was the Xbox One, which is kind of the current version out there the right now, which is the current one. And now the new series. Now the newest one is going to be the Xbox X Series X. But seems all, a little redundant. It seems you know, it it is. It's um. I find it to be very silly in that particular in that particular notion. Um, but. Oh no, I was right. I was right so again. It was Xbox, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, then Xbox One, and now the Xbox X X Series or Series X, and Series S. So there's two versions of the new Xbox that are going to be coming out here soon. And I wanted to touch on this because I thought it was best to not confuse people who were were going to get an Xbox. Okay. So the new Xbox Series X is supposed to kind of bring in this notion of 4K and 8K gaming, which I think is not... I will tell you right now. Do not buy a four K television. Do not buy a four K television. Why? Do not buy a four K television. There is nothing that plays four K stuff right now.
1: It's not the tech. So, so the the programming isn't there yet.
0: The programming is it, it's so. I, okay, I will re, I reiterate that and say that there are video games that play in four K. There are movies that are that are shown in four K, and there's then there is even some TV shows shot in 4k the bulk of that though is like only when you really kind of factor into how much of that exists out there that it's so minimal that it actually doesn't show up at all so it would be like buying a race car but only ever driving to and from work Oh. now don't get me wrong you're driving a really really nice car and it's really really fast and you're you were able to get to work really quickly and it's, it's a nice ride while you're getting there but you're not going anywhere cool you're not racing anybody you're not you're not using the car for what it was intended for and right now there's just not enough media out there that would warrant a 4k a 4k setup um, at all and there's a lot of games that don't that um especially when they were designed were not designed for a 4k setup so they were always designed with a um 1080 1080 perspective at the end of the day so while you could get a 4k television you could get a 4k gaming system yeah they exist but there's not but again most people are still kind of aiming for what would be common which would be that 1080p or 1080i display yeah yeah. so you the lowest common denominator in that respect um and again, I mean, everyone. Keep again. Keep in mind, four K televisions are not new either. Four K televisions have been around since the beginning of two thousand. Since kind of the beginning of 2012, 2013. twelve, two thousand thirteen, they've been around. Um, even up until like two thousand fifteen is when they started becoming more prevalent. But in the last five years, we haven't had a lot of media that's really been able to take advantage of four K media, much less anybody who's shooting anything for four K at all. So I don't recommend. Well, the, it.
1: Yeah, and if, if there's no product for it, I mean, it's not not like HDTV where, where the product was coming immediately. Yeah. It, I mean, because HDTVs came out and there was a limited supply of things that were in HD. HD yeah. But it caught up pretty quickly. Yeah. but again, And it became the standard pretty quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it's just there's not enough media out there for 4K televisions, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day as well, I mean, like, if you've ever watched... I, I, I would I would actually offer to people that watching something in 4K is probably a worse experience. Yeah. And, I, and And the reason I say that is that when you watch TV in a lot of cases, especially something that would take advantage of a 4K television might be, you know, The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, these big visual spectacles, Marvel movies, like...
1: I was watching watching uh, the Lord of the Rings in pieces, um, actually on election night because I didn't want to watch the yeah, return. Yeah,
0: me too. I, I avoided I avoided the election night stuff. I play. I started literally started a new character and just and was just trying to avoid the towns because everyone talks about it in town. Um, but yeah, for 4K televisions right now. I just um, again when you go back to the media in a lot of cases you can see a lot of the wires a lot of the small imperfections that would sometimes bring you out of a movie you know and there's so there's a lot of cases in which there is stuff out there that you would see but that you're not intended to see because it's meant to blur by you so quickly um it's one of the reasons oh, why
1: oh that's an interesting that's an interesting
0: it's it's one of the reasons why I remember way back in the day in which I in which I first started seeing like these Super high definition TVs in which everything moved at like 60 frames a second. I hated the look of it because it felt unnatural. Because everything, because again, you would have, you would have characters moving in a very distinctive sort of way. But then when it got to more uh, motion-heavy action sort of shots, everything was moving around you and whipping around you, and went back to what looked like a 24 frames per second look. And it totally took you out of the picture. It totally took me out of the movie. I mean, I remember yeah. what, I remember watching iRobot in the display at my at my favorite electronics store. I was watching it and thinking, "Wow, this looks kind of cool," but it looks really weird as well. the The human brain at this point here we're most attuned to watching something at what we would consider uh, either twelve to twenty four frames per second, yeah. and so that means that there is twenty four frames that happen. Over the course of that one second of, t- of length of time, that's kind of what our brains are most well programmed for. At this case, like we 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 know how that looks, how that feels. Even something being at like thirty frames a second feels off. Um, and so e- again, keep in mind, like even for an example, World of Warcraft refreshes at about sixty. Is refreshes at about seventy frames per second, and it looks really really nice and smooth when I'm playing it. Yeah. but it often seems a little too smooth for me Okay, and that can take you out of the game because it doesn't seem natural to what you're normally expecting in that particular case um, but to re- rewind back to the Xbox series because again they're also trying to push 8k gaming which again doesn't exist um,
1: and, and, and so it's, I'm, I'm curious why are people pushing things that where, where there's not content yet
0: because there might eventually be content. Yeah, because you, there will
1: be. But the price for it will come down when there is content.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you, but again, I mean, in a lot of cases, uh, it's a chicken before the egg problem. Yeah. And I find... Until
1: you can play it, there won't be content.
0: Yeah, but but there won't be content unless there's enough people out there to warrant the, the need for the content. Yeah. So all it takes is... Re- all it really, really will take at the end of the day is whatever new Showtime, HBO, you know, limited series will come out that that they say, we are shooting this in 4K, and which everyone's going to want to watch it in 4K. So you and,
1: don't miss anything. So you
0: don't miss anything. And I think it's going to have to be something like that that really pushes that at the end of the day yeah. um, to, to get you there. But keep in mind as well that, a lot, that even when it comes to media, like it, HBO could very well have something in 4K. But if your, co- if your cable provider can't give you the data in 4K, it won't do you any good. So you have to almost watch it online where you could get the data at 4K. But then you're going to start running into a problem with the amount of bandwidth you use. So, like,
1: yeah,
0: again, a chicken before the egg problem. Yep. But going back to the Xbox series here, there's going to be two versions of the Xbox. There's the Xbox X Series X mm-hmm. and then the Xbox Series S which is meant to be kind of like your iPhone S series. So you know how you have the original, so let's say, for example, you have the iPhone 11. Mm-hmm. I don't know, if are they on to the 12 yet? I'm pretty sure they might be soon, but but you have, but the X, but...
1: Uh, I, I didn't know there was an 11.
0: Oh, so so let's say, for example, you have the iPhone 11. They usually come out with a budget version later on that has a lot of the same technology that is in the iPhone 11, but... At a reduced cost, and so a little bit more downgraded. So you have, so you got the S version. I have an S. Yeah, and there's not and again, in a lot of cases, for what it's, you... it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly serviceable. Again, a lot of these cell phones are, a lot of these cell phones, the S version is a perfectly serviceable version of the phone. Um, it's just with cheaper parts and typically at a lower point price point, but also not the most latest and greatest technology that was in the original. Yeah. So, um, so. One of the big things I'm concerned about with the two different versions of, of the Xbox that they're coming out with is that there are going to be games that are specifically designed to be, is what they're calling it is, optimized, and I use that in heavy air quotes, for the Series X. So they're meant to be played on the Series X because they're going to be... So they'll
1: because they need to have volume in order to, to support the game, they'll play on something else, but yeah. it won't be as good.
0: Yeah, and so, the, the, I mean... The big, the big example is that the series X S is going to have like a five hundred and twelve gigabytes versus the one terabyte that the X series is going to have. It has a slightly, it has slightly less RAM modules than the X than the other version does. Um, so again, you can play all the same games on it; it'll be perfectly serviceable. But the X, but the series X is going to be the big beefy cousin. It's going to be the big beefy brother. You know, this is the yeah. this is the high school quarterback, and you're just in the band. You know, sort yeah. of, sort yeah. of sort of thing here you know i'm okay in the band i'm okay with the band too um but the difference actually kind of works out to be really rather interesting though so um the s series which would be very comparable to the xbox one as it is right now is a 299 price point versus, oh. the, versus the, the x series is a 499 price point so that's where the s series might have the s series is also smaller by comparison too it's about 60 percent the size of what the Xbox uh, S series is It is meant to be more portable as well So you could take it to friends' houses And set it up in other places as well um, I imagine what the Series S Will likely be used for Will be probably budget computers Yeah You know uh, it, Which is not uncommon I mean like if Somebody once made uh, Once clustered about 200 some odd PS3s together uh-huh. To make server racks
1: That's cute
0: so, yeah. it's doable. I mean, I've heard of people who install Linux onto Xboxes before. And P- and PlayStations. Um, so, yeah. So And it also is going to be backwards compatible with all the games that previously came out for the Xbox One, too. Okay. So, you will have that backwards compatibility. But like the PlayStation 5, I don't recommend it. There's nothing that's specifically coming out for the Xbox One for the Xbox Series. How,
1: how, how come so we're in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> and I find it curious that, that people are introducing products without killer killer apps to go on them because we're in the middle of a pandemic when people are stuck at home binge binge watching all sorts of crap.
0: Mhm.
1: I'm in the middle of Queen's Gambit which isn't crap it's good. But oh, okay. but I'm just saying um, People, people are home, and and I mean, Animal Crossing proves that you can, you come up with a product. It's the people number buy. two
0: best selling game for the Switch at tw- nearly twenty two million units sold.
1: Oh, I, I I just planted hollies yesterday, so um, you have to plant hollies so you can harvest berries because there's going to be stuff you can make with the
0: berries. Ooh, okay, I'll start doing that.
1: That's my understanding. Will Don't do. quote me on it. Um. So your yeah. confusion
0: is why are, why is there a killer app that comes out at the same time for these right? Yeah. Okay, so I have two different answers for that. Is that basically Microsoft started developing the Xbox X Series and PlayStation started developing the PlayStation Five mm-hmm. back in 2016. So they've been so they've been working at this for like the last four years at bare minimum.
1: And they're delayed for what reason? Mm-hmm. or not delayed this is how long it takes
0: this is yeah typically game consoles can take anywhere from four to five years to be generated in a lot of cases because of the unique architecture that goes into designing the technology um it also kind of also deciding the technology as well that you want to use in it that won't exist right now but will eventually become very easily what, what other
1: people might design for
0: what other people might design for, again, um, a great example of this was that the Wii really did pioneer motion controls and PlayStation and Xbox spent three years trying to redevelop the, to reverse engineer the hardware to catch up to Nintendo. And by the time they came out with it, Nintendo was like, yeah, we're not really into, into motion controls anymore. Now we're into a second screen and, you know, and everyone else was like,
1: well, crap, I just got there.
0: Yeah, we we just got there, and we literally, again, like, Xbox spent...
1: That's f- like showing up at the wedding and having to go to the reception. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so, like, again, Nintendo really showed everybody how it was supposed to be done. Now, mind you, like, the Xbox Connect, which doesn't require a controller at all, it actually is, was really, really good at all sorts of other stuff. Like, they used um, Xbox Connect, uh systems.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To do Lord of the... To do The Hobbit. Um, CG. To do the yeah. motion cap. Yeah. Literally. They, so they did the motion cap. And they did all... The, they, they A lot of people still use it to this day to do, like, um, virtual idols. Which is a weird thing. Um, and so a lot of people still use it for a lot of rigging and face tracking and stuff. Because those are really, really good. They're, the only thing they weren't really good at was actually playing games. Because by the time they came out, nobody was really planning on them to come out and there wasn't a lot of support for it because by the time they came out there was three years past when the Wii had already come out yeah and if you were really good and even the Wii's kind of motion control stuff had kind of gimmick had kind of run its course by that point
1: it was pretty
0: cool though oh it was it was a lot of fun I love bowling oh I I could play tennis and and swords sword swinging and everything there was a lot of fun there too Uh, but again, back to the simple point here that like it does take anywhere from four to five years to develop these game consoles. I mean, um, the Nintendo Switch when it was came out in 2017, had they had started working on that back in 2014, so they spent three and a half to four years doing it, um, and actually probably started a little bit earlier um, because they knew that the that the Wii U was not doing as well as they had thought it was. They they just didn't market the Wii U properly, so that's partly Nintendo's fault. You know, I would have given it a new name or called it the Wii U Two or something like that, because um, yeah. they just didn't market it properly, and I don't think they really even knew what to do with it when they had it. Um, but um, these companies do take a long time to build these soft to build these games, and I think right now, which is what why you don't is that there was probably killer apps that were supposed to come out for these systems. And the reason that they didn't was that a game will take anywhere from two, three, sometimes four years to make. Yeah. You know, especially with the way games are now with a lot of HD graphics and you, you're you going to spend anywhere from two to three years making this game and you need to spend and you need to sell hundreds and, and hundreds of thousands of copies, millions of copies even, just to ever break even. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these big teams that spend a lot of this time on these games try to pack as much as you can into these games for that 50 to $60 price point. Um, and so you're not always that's not always a doable thing at a certain point. Yep. Um, and especially in this pandemic here, a lot of people now have to work from home in which when they work from home, they don't have the same computers that they would have, workstations they would have at work. And so because they don't have the same workstations, they would have access to the catalog of what everyone else is doing with the server access and they may not have be as beefy and strong as their home workstations might be. They don't have the ability to work from home quite so easily. Um, you know, especially,
1: it's an interesting, it's an interesting idea because, because then when would you take it home? You might take it home.
0: Well, you may not be allowed to take it home again. A lot of the, a lot of these game companies will buy all these different computer rigs, um, which, in a lot of cases, the developer rig might cost two thousand dollars per unit. Um, do you, and so you might give you might loan it to somebody to work from home with it. Yeah. Um, but you might have certain parameters that require it to be at work to take advantage of certain server tools yeah. because you don't want to have that out at yeah. home, which could get leaked out. Yeah. Um, no, I, lo- I
1: get it. You get security issues, got all sorts of issues.
0: A lot of seniors actually don't even have uh, are not. Wi Fi enabled, either or or internet enabled. They're only allowed to communicate with the servers, yeah. With the intention being that you don't, you know, that you are not trying to um, do other stuff when you are not at work, as it were. Yeah. So I get it. Um, so yeah. that that's been probably a bit of a barrier. I know a lot of game companies which have had to slow down production. Um, World of Warcraft, as an example, was originally supposed to come out here last week. The new expansion was, and it's now delayed until late November yeah um th- they're claiming because they wanted to do more balancing to the end game which i would appreciate them doing um but i think it's also just really hard to have people in an office in, cu- in cubicles and offices um with a pandemic in which you're not certain how safe it is to be around other people
1: i had somebody else who made who runs a team of developers um and you know, in his case, he, he's doing cancer research, but um, with technology mm-hmm. and all. But he said he's more productive, but his staff is less because they can't run in and ask him questions as they're going. Yeah, and he says it makes a huge difference in on their delivery of of uh, end product.
0: Yeah, I would imagine, and I find that to be in my current job as well, in which I'm constantly um, communicating with people when I'm far away and they often don't rep, don't respond right away because they're already doing something else. So sometimes yeah. getting a response might take a couple hours for versus that. If I was there in person, I could get an immediate response right away and move on from there. Yep. Um, but moving on to, so again, so my big thing with the Xbox here right now is that there's not any killer apps for it, but if you get it, you have a very beefy Xbox uh, machine. Now that's better than the Xbox one. So if you already had the Xbox One, it's the it's the promised eventuality of of new of more software for it, which brings us to the Nintendo Switch.
1: Okay.
0: And I recommend the Nintendo Switch. It's but, still
1: kind of pricey, though.
0: Uh, well, again, it's Switch Lite is one ninety nine, and the regular Switch is two ninety nine. Yeah, I have a so, Switch Lite. So I'm dandy with it. Yeah, and they're
1: I'm not using it on a TV.
0: No, but I mean, I think I think for you at the end of the day, it probably works well to kind of have it as a little handheld, to be able to put it down. Um, I don't think I,
1: oh, I, I I maintain my my island while I'm riding a stationary bike in the morning.
0: Yeah, and I and I, and I like that element of being able to, um, you know, sit down and go other places. Like I would sometimes just like to sit on my sofa and and just have the handheld in my thing here, and I like to be able to bring it with me easily and play it somewhere else maybe. Yeah. Um, I find that again, the Switch has got is already sold is is pro is the second best selling Nintendo console of all time right now. It's 68 million units sold. The Wii dwar- the Wii still kind of um, the dwarfs it by it has way way more sales already, but just because the Wii was such a phenomenon when it came out.
1: Well, plus the Switch is really a, a Game Boy Deluxe.
0: Yeah, it really can it,
1: interact with your
0: TV. Yeah, it, it really is like the best. It's because again, keep in mind Nintendo, worlds, yeah. Nintendo had literally the market cornered when it came to um, uh, mobile platforms, uh, yeah. mobile gaming in the sense of you know portable uh, with the Game Boy and the 3DS and the and the DS. Oh, and the sneeze. Oh, it just hate
1: well, it. I hate it when they stick in your nose?
0: Oh yeah, they're just right yeah. there hanging, and you're just like, oh, yeah. if you would just come oh, out, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the Nintendo Switches is this merging of both what their home consoles were and what their portable consoles were to make it into one. And I think, you know, in all honesty, like I love the games for the Nintendo because they're colorful, they're bright, they're not the exact same thing all the time. And I tend Well, and t- I
1: would tell you that the graphics are astonishingly good. Yeah. My 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 girl, her hair moves, her everything. you Sways know. Sways
0: with the wind and everything yeah. too. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You get all of that a lot with an Xbox or a PlayStation too, but you get. You know, to a much more gritty realism. And I actually don't enjoy playing gritty, realistic games all that much. I like my games to be, you know, escapism at the yeah. end of the day. I like to be able to think, like, I'm escaping into a world. I don't need to come back for a while. It's okay if everything's super bright and colorful. I don't need, need everything to be gritty and realistic at all. Yeah. Um. There's certain fantasy elements that, you know, game, I think a lot more games can take advantage of that would look really cool. But, eh. Yeah. Um, so I, I so at the end of the day, I would definitely recommend a Nintendo because I think it's easy to get into. Um, it has a wealth of a library of games that are. Um, it's it's done a really good job of of courting the indie the indie markets as well. So um, seems to be a lot of support for it. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thing I'll say for this is that a lot of people is that if somebody was interested in getting a Switch, they would probably already have one right now. Is the only barrier I think to that. Um, so I know a lot of people who do already have Switches, but if you want to get somebody else into a Switch or you want to give them an easy access point, you know, I think a Nintendo Switch is a good way to start. Um, I highly recommend the light version. Again, I mean, like, it's the smaller portable version that's, again, only $199 by comparison to all the other systems which start at 499 as well for their for their base units versus their economy units are... 299 and 399 nintendo's base unit is 299 and its budget version is 199 it's really i mean i i I tend to find nintendo just have done a much better job in this yeah um and then if the question if you wanted to if you wanted to soak around to the killer app that came out when when the switch came out they purposely delayed they planned for a game oh it always planned for games to come out nintendo does with their system yeah, purposely so they have a killer app. Yeah. And so um, when they came out with uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, that was the killer app for the, the Nintendo. There were other launch titles that came out that Nintendo really made a point of doing. That's one of the other things. Sony and Microsoft have internal development teams for their consoles, um, but they tend not to really utilize them all that well. They tend to... Um what's the right way of describing it here they, they tend because again their, their games tend to focus on a lot more realism and a lot more breathtaking spectacle instead of actual in a lot of gameplay and simplicity yeah. in their gameplay. Um, and it's I even mean, even Nintendo does this as well too, but um I find it I, I tend to find that a lot of the Microsoft and Sony's in-house development for games, it's kind of a secondary means versus where Nintendo it's their primary means because their yeah. games really do sell on their first party titles versus PlayStation and Xbox primarily sell on their third party titles. their yeah. They're titles that come from your Electronic Arts, your, your Project Reds, your, um, your Naughty Dogs, your other k- game companies that support them versus yeah. Nintendo's games. You know, most people tend to buy them for, because you'll never get another Mario anywhere else and Mario's only made by Nintendo for Nintendo. Yeah. Although you can play them on your iPhone and Android, which I think is sacrilege, but hey, hey,
1: hey!
0: hey. I know, I know. Um, so moving on from gift giving guides, we want to, I want to circle around to Etsy. Oh, because so there is a not a lot. There is a lot of nerdy things that you would be surprised that are on Etsy that you wouldn't think were there at all beforehand. Um,
1: well, okay. So for, if you're doing cosplay.
0: Oh yes, cosplay. Etsy. Cosplay on Etsy.
1: Um, I Princess Peach. I got her crown. It's perfect. Somebody with a digital printer. Um, her crown, her earrings, and her and her pin. Again, perfect replicas.
0: And you could. And now, what's what's even greater about that is that if you really wanted to dive deep into Etsy, if you wanted to get somebody to make the costume, they could make it not only to your exact proportions, but the various different versions of the Princess Peach costume. So you could have a version that was more cartoony that was more reminiscent of the game of the cartoon of the of the games or you might be able to get one that was a little bit more layered with a lot more like frill to it that's more reminiscent yeah. of the smash brother games or you can get like i think there's like a tr- like a 1200 hundred dollar version that's an actual ball gown that's like all tooled out and everything which, i bet so um, and that's what I found really interesting about Etsy is that you could go on there and you can find this kind of stuff and people who make it um, at worst you f- what I find best of there as well is so you can also find instructions on how to make stuff
1: so here's so here's the thing Etsy is a maker's delight mm-hmm. um, from two different standpoints I bought leather on Etsy yesterday so I could salvage um, something of your of one of your brothers okay and and remake it for them mm-hmm and, um, and if I need supplies, beading supplies, um, special threads, yarn, those sorts of things, and patterns, knitting patterns, crochet patterns, sewing patterns that are custom made um, and self-designed, or even vintage patterns that uh, from the 50s and 60s,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, they're out there on Etsy. So Etsy, Etsy is a combination of things. There is some used merchandise. It does have have it has a definite overlap with eBay. Yes. Although it has a very different flavor to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So lots of things on Etsy you won't find on eBay. Lots of things on eBay you won't find on Etsy. But there is you there are lots of sellers that are on both.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I I think if you were I think especially if you're a maker, it's it's worth your while to be on both platforms. At the end of the day. Yep. Um, just cause more visibility and, and mind you, like I've shopped on Amazon before and seen people who sold stuff on Etsy on Amazon as well. Like the exact same items on there too. So it's not a, so again, but and I,
1: and I, and I, I will say I, I'm a seller on Etsy as well. Mm-hmm. I, I make bike bento bags. I am, I am bike bento babe, bento bike, bike bento babe. I, I always forget bento bike. babe. It's bike bento babe. Um, and uh, I make laminated uh, uh, bike
0: pouches for your bike.
1: Yeah, um, and, and and handlebar bags for for uh, walkers too. Um, it's a very popular item. Um, anyway, um, and, and you know a lot of the a lot of the supplies I need are, are on Etsy. So it it is from both from both. Uh, Vantage points. Points, yeah. Um, a tremendous place. I mean, you you can find, you know, I, I like eBay better for finding used... Um,
0: used items or items used that,
1: Used Green Power Rangers.
0: Or um, I, I, li- I like I like eBay because if I wanted to find something that I know was probably discontinued, it's probably going to be there on eBay. If I wanted to find something that I, uh, I can't find in the store, my next place is to go to, to eBay to look for it. But if I wanted to find something that I knew... Um, somebody would either have to make or would need to make at a certain point. I'd probably go look on Etsy. Um, but I am I am time.
1: wearing a face mask lanyard that I found on Etsy. Nice. Okay, so it's got got two clips on it, and it, it um, clips onto your face mask, so you can hang it like a pair of a pair of sunglasses. Um, so that so that when you take because you take them on and off.
0: Do you really take them on and off though?
1: The mask. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. If I'm if I'm in a restaurant, and I'm eating. I don't want to put it on the table. Okay, that's fair. Oh, so this is easier. Or if I'm wa- the big one is if I'm hiking, I don't want to be taking it in and out of my pocket.
0: Yes. Because it gets crumpled I, or forget it. Yeah. Or, I, or I it falls into, out of my pocket. I walked into a store one. I walked into the store, the grocery store here uh, at some point uh, this week. And like I walked in, and moved like I walked in a couple of paces, and I looked around. I was like, "Oh crap, I forgot my mask." So I went back out to my car and grabbed it and put it back on before I came. Before I came back in, I was just like horrified to myself. I was like, "No, you're better than this." What were you doing?
1: Well, see, see, now if you left the house with this hung around your neck, then you wouldn't forget your mask. It'd be right there.
0: That's very true.
1: Yeah. So, but my point here is, there's things you didn't even know you wanted.
0: Oh, I, I so. I've really been into a game called Arknights here recently, which is, admittedly, a gotcha a game for 2D waifus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, admittedly, I'm not a very good player at it, but like, it's one of those games that has these instantly, instantly, immediately sort of cosplay options. There, there's so many varied characters that like it's a it's a cosplayer's delight to want to 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 look at some of these characters, and a lot of the characters. Um, have this kind of semi-urban sort of look to them because um, it's kind of set in a post-apocalyptic future version of the future that's not too far away from ours so there's a lot of uh, like slouches and kind of sling jackets and trench coats sort of things with a lot of so, belts so if you muscles. wanted
1: to go on ebay or on etsy and type in steampunk Oh, yeah. It would give you much better return results than, than,
0: than eBay. Oh, yeah. And, and, and again, I mean, you could even simplify it down to like, I want a steampunk hat or I want a steampunk goggles. Well, and you
1: have a choice and you have choices on Etsy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can choose that something's handmade. Yes. You have filters. So you can filter between supplies, finished product. There's like three big filters.
0: Well, a lot of and, those,
1: and then you can f- further filter to handmade.
0: Yeah, and then there's a lot of sellers who also will sell you, uh, if you for example, if you want to get your Princess Peach crown, some people might sell you, oh, do you just want the raw files for it? Do you want an actual item that's unpainted? Or do you want a version that is fully painted? Do you want one that has all the glitter and fancy finishings to it as well? Different so you, levels.
1: And it'll be the same seller. Yeah. Y- years ago, because um, uh, I do the AIDS ride, Mm-hmm. And there's red dress day. And years ago I found somebody who made um lycra clothing. <laughs> I don't know how best to describe that. Um and and um and and sent them a note and said this is what I'm trying to do. I need this outfit for this person cuz April got a jumpsuit. Mhm. Uh, a a a a
0: a lycra jumpsuit.
1: A a glitter lycra jumpsuit in red. Oof. And then, so I got that for April, and then I made her a shiny pleather uh, work apron to go over. April's a bike mechanic um, for Red Dress Day. And, um, and, um, and then I had her make me a um, pair of leggings and a, sh- and a shirt so I could go as a dragon. So they had glitter red scales. Ooh. And then um, I, I bought some extra fabric from her so I could make a um, helmet cover that had spikes on it. I went as a dragon.
0: So that's one of the things I did want to talk about when it comes to Etsy is that you, if you find somebody on Etsy that you like their stuff but they're not selling something that you really kind of want, um, that you're not seeing anywhere else, you can communicate with the with the maker to ask for custom stuff. So you can add, so you can have custom orders. And in a lot of cases, a lot of people, um, so long as it's in within, within their wheelhouse, are actually very interested in branching out and having somebody who would be... You know, who would be ordering something like this? So that would give you a reason to add new tools to your kid or have new designs that you can put up there. Um, and especially if somebody, one person was looking for it, who's to say 20 other people may have not been looking for it oh. either or variations on it.
1: The story of the handlebar bag for a walker. Mm-hmm. Somebody reached out to me and said, I see that you have handlebar bi- bags for bikes. I, I want something for my mother's walker. Is this? A, I, and I really like this print that you have. Could you do this? Mm -hmm. He sure, send me the dimensions of the walker. So from there, everybody in the retirement center that this woman was in, for for weeks afterwards, I was getting all these orders for handlebar walk, you know, handlebar bags for walkers from all these people who lived in the same um, retirement resort. I was sending them all to the same address, just different units. Um, and and everything, but I got a, I got a kick out of it because all my proceeds go to my AIDS ride. Yeah, and so and so it's
0: super. Yeah, and so and again, that's a that's an avenue that you may have not had originally. That it's because somebody reached out to you, now you have a brand new thing you can sell on there. Yeah. that probably sells like gangbuster gangbusters once one yeah. person sees it in an area. Exactly. Um, so what I will say what I will say to this though is that. Um, do a little bit of research on the person when you're asking for stuff, because there are some people that are very popular. And may not be able to do a custom order, um, but also try to stay within their wheelhouse. So, like an example, if you see somebody who does a really good job job at making like cosplay boots, don't ask them for like you, you may not they may not be able to do other stuff beyond shoes. Like you know they might you She's know are their thing. the shoes are shoes are their thing. They may not be able to do coats or jackets or, or shirts or something like that um in the and a, another great example if you somebody's just you know i i looked up kimono i looked up kimonos and japanese wear for a while and eventually found somebody on Etsy that does um kimo, does like kimonos based off of of popular franchises they're usually kind of like short short kimonos that kind of got like yeah. a little bit of a, a little skirt and long sleeves but they're all yeah. kind of but they're done in a way that they resemble, oh, this looks like Sailor Moon, or this looks like a Power Ranger, or stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're very cute and everything. Um, but I wouldn't go and ask them to go make me, you know, like, pants at the end of the day. Like, it's it's not in their wheelhouse, it's not what they're typically known for. Um,
1: well, and the other interesting thing on, on Etsy is you get a lot of um, international people where their pricing and and I don't you know I have mixed feelings about this. Um, you have a, a lot of international people, especially from Ukraine. I I run into a lot of Ukrainian and Russian and and uh, uh, makers that are very skilled mm-hmm. um, and very inexpensive because their cost of labor
0: is very low.
1: Is very low. And and I have mixed feelings about that because I don't want to be taking advantage of anybody. Agreed. Um, but on on the flip side, it may be something I couldn't afford um, if I were to do it another way.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I think there's uh, I, I think there is a bit of, no- of knowledge that goes into there again. Like um, my Wookiee puppet, which I've gotten was made by a guy in England. Oh, very cool. Um, which was well, I thought was very very cool. At the end of the day, um, yeah. so I have a Harrison Ford. I have a Harrison Ford as Han Solo, cosplay to carry the Wookie with me. Oh, that's very cool. So it's very cute. And it, it, it kind of a little Muppety looking, but like you immediately, still. you still get the, you, you understand immediately what's yeah. going on when you see it. Yeah. Um, and so it's a lot of fun to, to work with. And again, I got that on Etsy. Um, and when I asked the guy, I was like, hey, like I plan to go to a con with this. Can you like, can you, re- can, you, can you reinforce it a little bit or can you make it so my arm can go in a little more easier? What he did was he made the legs detachable.
1: Oh, very cool. So the legs
0: kind of hang out from. Out. Now the way you hold them is is uncomfortable because it's a straight shot up to his head versus a yeah. normal puppy. You kind of go from their back up, so it's kind of yeah. more a natural diagonal sort of incline yeah. sort of thing. So this one is your arm yeah. straight up the entire time, which is uncomfortable. But the legs detach, so I can. So when I go to travel with him, I just stuff stuff the legs up his up his body, body where my yeah. arm would go in, and it's very easy. to It's a lot less to maneuver around versus my other puppets I kind of got to maneuver the legs around yeah. a little bit to put them well, in the Well, and I,
1: I found somebody on Etsy who I did a whole leather, custom leather kit um, for my travel group, which is 16 women. We, You know, and it's got, um, you know, it's something to organize all your cables and wires in a little pouch. And then it's got uh, a leather um, passport cover mm-hmm. and, and a leather uh, luggage tag. And there's one other piece. It's a little pouch. Um, and, and I found a guy who would do it and, and emboss it with our, our little travel logo and the whole, the whole line yards. Very reasonably.
0: Oh yeah. Those, those patches, so. uh, the pouches that we, when we went to Japan, uh-huh. I still use those for cable same management. Same
1: one. Okay. Same one. Same guy. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. I, I love those for cable management. Just take it in my bag unzip it and all my cables are kind of in there and then I can put it all in the pouch and they stay it's, or, it's organized or, yeah they're all organized in there and they're not getting anywhere they're not typically not getting f- befuddled with other cables so that
1: actually is a really nice that was a, a, a really nice find
0: oh absolutely yeah um so yeah again you might also find somebody on Etsy that primarily focuses um on a brand in some cases so um somebody might be really focused on Super Mario Brothers you yeah. know like as an example if somebody might be really good at making Super Mario Brothers cosplay and stuff like that yeah um, or their their stuff might be in that particular area yeah they may not want to do something you know where it's like from a, like a PG-13 anime series that's a little bit more risque and stuff like yeah. that like that's not that they might say well, that's not, not that's not really something I I, I I would be good at
1: yeah
0: um so keep that in mind um, the other idea I had here for this year, because of being distant, mm-hmm. are loot boxes. Explain. Okay, so a loot box is a monthly subscription service.
1: Oh! I do you, know about so, this. Yeah,
0: so you have one for my nieces, which is the the y sort of stuff. Kiwi. Yeah, so Kiwi, but they have other nerdy versions of this as well, so loot box... Uh, loot crate is the is the the big one for nerdy stuff in a lot of cases, and they have um, their traditional uh, loot crate box, right? which I've has various item, various nerdy stuff in there. But they have ones that are also tailored for like Marvel, Harry Potter, WWE, Pixar, anime, Rick and Morty. Like I've even found ones that are bent more for Legos and comic books.
1: So, so for 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 those of you who aren't nerds, this would be like box or uh, fit fab boxes yes yeah,
0: so so those, those
1: are those are the, the the hot women's versions
0: so what it is it's a it's a box that you get in the mail and it typically comes with an assortment of different um items in there that, and sometimes
1: you have a choice between several items that if you have a preferred membership because um, there can be levels of membership
0: yes yeah, so like um so you can have different levels of membership. So you might have more items in there or less items in there um, and in a lot of cases, even if they're items you don't particularly care for in a lot of cases, they ended it. They end up doing pretty well on eBay right or away. Re-gift. Or, or re-gift. Or them to somebody else. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking of getting the Tokyo treat box for my nieces. Yep. Because I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to get weird Japanese confectionaries yep. uh, directly from Japan.
1: And they're pretty game.
0: Yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and again, I bet it would be kind of a fun thing to do once a month. Um, the only thing I will say about uh, loot boxes here, which there are a lot of them, and I'll post a couple links on our website, is that uh, it is a monthly subscription service. A lot
1: of them are only four times a month,
0: or four times a year.
1: I mean, four times a year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's they're four times poorly. a year. Yeah. Sometimes they're monthly. Um, it can be again like the when I was looking 30, at 40, 50. thirty, forty, 40 you know, Again, it can. They've loot box in loot box as an example, uh, or loot crate. Their standard box starts at twenty five bucks a month. Yeah, um, and the more months you get um, ahead of time, that you you pay Pre-pay less for them, it. Yeah. So, like, if you were to do it, if you were to do like an entire year, they wouldn't be twenty five bucks a month. They'd probably be more like twenty one or twenty two bucks a month at the end of the year. Well, can so we talk can say, about
1: about different kinds of description of subscriptions? Yes. Okay. So I gave I gave your father a subscription to Spotify and he said, oh, I'll never use this. It's kind of wasteful. I, I don't know how I'll use this.
0: He uses it all the time. I he
1: think. uses it all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, it's, we've got it on, on Google. We've got Google Home. And the first thing he does when he wakes up in the morning is, hey, Google, play...
0: Something. Yeah. And Google's pretty smart about that, I will admit. Yeah, but again, it's all available on Spotify.
1: It's all available on Spotify, and and you have to have the Spotify service to do that. Mm-hmm. So um, he, uh, in turn, um, gave me this subscription to um, XFM for my car. Yes, for satellite for satellite radio, on uh, my car, which we love and and again use all the time. Um, other subscriptions that I think can be really useful: Crunchyroll.
0: Crunchyroll, you Netflix, could do, and
1: you could and and the thing the option you have is rather than buying it monthly, you can pay one fee, and you you have the option to make it non renewable. Yes, and you can pay one fee for the year.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And
1: and so there are a number of subscriptions available mm-hmm. that um, are are just um, awesome.
0: Oh yeah, a, Wondery is a, is a is a great one. I would recommend because a Wondery. Um, does a lot more kind of uh, National Geographic sort of style uh, podcasts in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, a, 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 a subscription to something like Audible would be a, probably be very good as well for somebody who likes books.
1: I uh, love Audible. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, again, for, for our nerdy people, I would probably recommend, like, Crunchyroll um, or maybe even a subscription to... Um, Funimation's uh, streaming service, or because um, uh, it's a,
1: it's a nice different gift
0: mm-hmm. um, that that they'll get to
1: enjoy every day.
0: Well, not just not only is something that they'll get to enjoy every single day, but it also might just be um, a lifting of a slight burden on some people. Yeah, you know, especially in kind of like these weird times where a lot of people are out of work. You know, somebody paying for Netflix when you don't have a job that's something that just kind of helps you get through the day might be really useful at the end of the day. I know during, I know during, especially
1: if you've got kids home.
0: Oh yeah. I know during quarantine for the couple months before I found a new job, I was literally not doing anything most days except, um, watching, watching anime and playing video games, which admittedly I wish it wasn't, which I wish I couldn't have to admit that. Um, but I was able to, I was able to get a subscription subscription to Funimation for a while and watch a whole back catalog of stuff I really wanted to watch. Yeah. Um, and then stop the subscription after after I found a job because I didn't have time to go and watch them anymore.
1: Well, so, so I, I think it's a nice, fun, kind of different gift.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's useful, too, especially if you have a person who... Um, again, if you have somebody who has a PlayStation, Xbox, or a Nintendo, like getting them that subscription for the... Because, again, those are monthly services to be able to access the online content for those consoles uh, would be useful. I mean, much the same way if somebody got me, you know, if somebody got World of Warcraft time or various yeah. time for other games, that's a very yeah. useful thing, too. Um, and, and I also just don't underestimate the power of a gift card. You know, a gift card to some places is a lot of freedom to, to get something that, you know... You know, somebody would really want again, especially yeah. if you know somebody who goes to a store or a shop frequently. You know, like I, for a lot of time, um, would gift um, gift cards to makeup stores for some of my female uh, um, employees that I worked with because I knew, you know, hey, I knew like a twenty dollar gift card may not only buy like one or two things from this makeup store because it's it's Sephora, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so, so for and 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 the the uh, and it's in its younger, less expensive sister, Ulta. And here's an interesting thing about that mm-hmm. is is I run a gift card program that takes care of um, usually 110 teens this year. Um, unfortunately, we're only doing 80, but um, teens in foster care and group home, um, and some of them are emancipated. And um, this year we have 49 um, 49 girls and 31 guys, and um, and the Ulta card, we give them two gift cards, $25 mm-hmm. gift cards, one for food and um, one for uh, merchandise oh. that they can purchase. Yep. And Ulta is, is I've, I've got, you know, over half those girls have requested Ulta cards. Yeah.
0: And, and again, I, mean, I, I especially like it because it's a, especially if you know somebody who's somewhere where they shop frequently enough or yeah. um, oh, yeah. that it would be a nice way, that I find it's a great way to be like, you know, I don't know what you really want. But I know where you want to go spend some money at anyway, so here's yeah. a gift card here. Yeah. So I find yeah. that to be uh, exceptionally useful in those particular cases. Yep. Um, so gift cards, again, I would never want to underestimate gift cards. Now, you had sent me some links to some websites that you've been using for a number of years here. Um, yes. And I was able to go, off to, go on to the, some of these websites, and I thought these are some really good websites. Yeah, um,
1: you can. I, I will say you can find anything on eBay. I mean, there are lots of times when I'm looking for small things to stick in stocking. I am the queen of stockings. Oh yes, really seriously. Um, to me, that's the most fun on Christmas morning, and, and I've been known to stick, you know, like a hundred dollars worth of stuff in a stocking. That's just not uncommon for me. Mm-hmm. But um, and, and a fair amount of that is eBay. But these the, the four links I gave you are stores that I've gone to any number of times for. Cute, quirky, different things like the thumb drives. Oh yes, the thumb- you guys have flash drives that are actual
0: thumbs. Thumbs,
1: and I and for the women, I painted.
0: You painted the nails on them. The nails
1: on them. Um, and and those came from one of the sites I gave you. Those came from lunchbox.
0: So the first one that you sent me was a was a website was a website called eight three five.
1: You're getting something from eight three five this year.
0: And so um, I liked. So I went on there, looking on there. Um, mm-hmm. It has some good licensed brands, and I would recommend um, their Disney and Marvel slash DC series because they have some really cool um, statues on there. Yeah, it's a really some really kind of cool statue as sort of uh, stuff on there, and they're they've got both like realistic proportions and kind of cartoony car- proportions You've as got well. A choice. So there's yep. a couple different cool options on there. Um, uh, and there's a couple and there's a couple on there from a number of different sellers that I know make really quality material there as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a really good website. Um, some of their other areas though I found to be a little limiting, and I think this is true of some of the other websites too, um, that don't that have a good that have a very small collection of licensed material. yeah, so if you were looking for all things, Harry Potter, you'd find some stuff here, but you wouldn't find everything you really wanted. No, but or you wouldn't find the greatest collection of it, but it'd be a good starting point to see.
1: But if you're looking for ideas, it's a decent little place for oh, ideas. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's eight spelled out, and then the number three, and then five spelled out.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, we'll put a link on the the website here okay. because we'll links for a lot of this stuff. Okay. Um, the other one I, that you sent me was "This Is Why I'm Broke."
1: <laughs> I love the name. If nothing else, then for the name, this is why. I'm Oh, the I'm name broke.
0: is perfect, and this this one I like. This is one I think I liked the most. Yeah, this is um, one of my faves. Because uh, even just the webpage that I started on had just aisles and aisles of items and like weird stuff. Well, and uh, what was what was great about it too is that it wasn't just is that a lot of the links were really were re were sending you off to other places. So yep. it was but it was in, so it was sending me to things on Amazon and Etsy. Like I saw on there there was a um, Snorlax um, Cos- cosplay, cos- cosplay cosplay patterns and I was just like oh that's awesome looking um, and there's a lot there was other small stuff there but it also had the Snorlax you know um, I know the, the, the giant Snorlax cushion which is like a $300 cushion I know of yeah. um, and a couple of the other things I was like yeah these are nerdy stuff these are totally nerdy things At the I love there. this is
1: why I'm broke
0: oh yeah and I, I liked it because of just the, the sheer amount of stuff that was on there too and it was a uh,
1: it's weird stuff, it's not It's not particularly well organized would be my complaint. Yes,
0: yeah, so that that was one of the things that it really did feel like a hot, uh, it really did feels like I found this, here's a link, and I found this, here's a link this, almost.
1: This, this, this was my favorite.
0: Oh, the dice? Yes, I've seen dice. Uh, I've seen those dice. Oh, you dices. see that's not new? It's not necessarily new, but I. But the but if you
1: had somebody who plays Magic: The Gathering,
0: Magic: The Gathering, they Dungeons have a and What is
1: that? A, what is that? A 20 sided dice. It's, it's a
0: D twenty where the one it says F is basically F. Yep. You know, F U C K, but it yep. just says F. Yep. Um, and there's another one where the twenty says yeah. So th- those are something I've seen more recently in the last couple months. But no, it's a great website. It's my fear is that going on there is that I'll find stuff I want, and this will be why I'm broke. Literally, this is t- why I'm broke. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's literally what it's called. This yeah. is why I'm broke. And, and it's Dot not, com.
0: and it's not wrong. And I, I and I love the fact that they're they're pulling from so many different uh, sources. At the end of the day, so
1: it's yeah. So it's not really its own website. It's referral to other websites. Mm-hmm. But it's really well done because he's curated some some marvelous things. Oh yes,
0: and and I love and the variety of it is what I think is probably the most intriguing as well. Because again, what I mean, like got, yeah. there was a um, a Millennium Falcon barbecue pit with the Millennium Falcon on fire with a grill for its top saucer section. I was just kind of like, yeah, I could see this. This would make sense to me. So I, again, I, I, again, I like uh, this is why I'm broke very much at the end of the day.
1: I, I it's 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 a fave of mine.
0: Um, the next one you recommended to me was Geek Store. Yep. So this has a lot of licensed brands on it here, probably the most of all these. If you um, were
1: looking for Funko, you you'd stay.
0: yeah, this would be the place you would look for Funko. They were selling a lot of licensed stuff here, um, but even though they're selling a lot of licensed stuff, they're not selling a lot of it. Um, and these, and a lot of the stuff that's on here as well, um, is the official versions of stuff. Yeah. So this is the, so this is the official version of the um, of the Funko version of the Funko characters. This is the official version of whatever statues are from like Star Wars. If you, you were know.
1: if you were concerned, if if you were concerned about um, the legitimacy of what of you were something. buying, yes, um,
0: this would be the official place to get it. Where yeah. where like eight three five had a good collection of stuff. Um, they're done by other studios that the make knockoffs. Or well, no, not necessarily knockoffs. Knock no, I wouldn't call them knockoffs necessarily. But eight three five has a lot of. Um, we've licensed, you know, Superman, so we can make this cool statue of Superman. Yeah. So it's 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 licensed. It's the licensed characters, but done by other studios. Versus this versus Geek Store has a lot of the stuff that's like, we as the licensee went out and found these people to make the official. You know, Boku no Pikachu This is the one shirt. we endorse. Yeah, the official Boku no Hero T-shirt, or yeah. you know, the official Boku. I
1: I, I find it has. Um, I can if I couldn't find it other places, I could find it there.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I think this is also a good starting point as well to see kind of what is out there as well. Yeah. Um. So it's a lot of good official stuff at the end of the day, which is what I kind of appreciate. Um, and then the next one, which I also liked quite a bit, too, it's probably my second favorite, too, why this is why, uh, this this is is why, why I'm broke. broke, would be Book Lunch, or Box Lunch. Box me. Lunch.
1: Box Lunch is an awesome site. I've used that this Christmas, too.
0: I, I, I like it because it's got it's more for its variety of stuff, too. Um, I think it's much more um, curated at the end of the day, I think. is is a, They did a much better job of curating um, stuff on here. So if you want to find... Pulp culture related stuff or um stuff for him or her it's much better curated with a lot more quantity of items there as well. well and
1: and and box lunch has actually some nerd stuff that isn't isn't brand named it's where i get the soap that says yeah i, I i've several times gotten the two-sided soap that says face butt.
0: yeah well again it's li- they have some of the license they, again their licensed stuff is a very good mixture of various licensed stuff at the end of the day um, and a lot of it's not the official licensee sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, like, if you were looking for a Naruto sweater, you could find a Naruto sweater here. Uh, but I liked that you could go to, like, the men's section or the women's section, and you had um, a literal, like, variety of different stuff that was there from T-shirts, shorts. Um,
1: if you were looking just, generically... if So if I were looking generically for what's a fun thing I could put in a stocking for a guy, I could go to men mm-hmm. and get a real fun selection of stuff yeah, that I could I, choose from. Some I, ideas. Some good ideas.
0: And that's what I really liked about this too, because you had a lot of variety to the stuff that they have there. Um without it ever feeling like a repeat or kind of like limiting on certain stuff. Yeah. Now the harder you look you you'll definitely find stuff that's not as varied as other stuff is. But yep. I, I I do like the fact that there was that its collection of stuff is very is not insubstantial at the end of the day. I mean, like if you wanted to look for um, Animal Crossing stuff here, like by right, comparison to like Geek Store had maybe like a dozen, maybe had like five items from there, and then yeah. e three also maybe had about maybe like a dozen or so, like Animal Crossing launch box box launch has mm-hmm. nearly over two hundred fifty some odd items here, ranging from so sh- and on just Animal Crossing alone. Yeah. So it yeah. has a much better variety at the end of the day that I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, and and so, a lot so those, more items. Those
1: are four go-to shops um, that I frequently I've used for years, years and years.
0: If you wanted to find nerdy stuff for people to
1: find, because I because I have nerds. Oh yes. I have three, like, deep nerds.
0: You yeah. try.
1: So, um, uh, all good at math. Um, so, you know, those are, those are stores I've used repeatedly and had good results with.
0: Oh, yes. And I, I, I kind of don't want to have them bookmarked for myself because I'm afraid I'll just go onto them frequently and I'll find myself wondering, how do I pay for rent this month?
1: Yeah. Well, that's, this is why I'm broke.
0: Oh, yes. That that website especially needs to not be on my bookmark bar.
1: <laughs> He's fun because he changes it all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it, it, again, he looks like he has quite a bit of fun Scouring the internet for whatever weird stuff is out there, and I'm sure other people. He has a just, flash
1: drive that's a, a a tentacle that when you plug it in goes whirling it, it wiggles around, wiggles around.
0: Yeah. Oh, I want that so badly now. Yeah. That would be really cool, to, especially just to have that kind of plugged in at work, just to watch people kind of freak out a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh yeah,
1: no, it'd be great fun. Yeah. So so um, you know that's that's one I use a lot. Lunchbox. I mean, all all four of those are ones I, I use. Um, quite a bit for for shopping because i'm always looking for for the unique and unexpected.
0: Oh, i i love the unique and unexpected.
1: Um i'm always looking for the screaming flying monkey.
0: We have very, we have quite a number of screaming flying monkeys. Yep. Um but it, but also as a nerd um the one thing the last takeaway i'll take from the uh, i will mention here is that don't underestimate the desire to show stuff off. Nerds love to show off show off the things that they've been collected over the years. Um I have the unique benefit of whenever we do the podcast that I stare at my wall of various items that I've collected over the years and think to myself as like I have a lot of stuff I've collected over the years and then I look at it and again as like but I don't have I have fond memories of each one of these items too. Yep. So I mean like in the I can I can look at my Gundam model that I got last year for Christmas and think, This looks really cool right there, and that's a really great series. And then I can look at like some of the other stuff on there and think like like that's been with me for like twenty years now. That's pretty cool.
1: So my my caveat would be know you're a nerd. Yes. Because um I have nerds that like wrestling and if I can get a vintage wrestling figure, that's like a hot thing. Oh yeah. And um and then I have other nerds who like anime. And I re I remember searching, searching, searching for a particular um Anime CD of, of music, one mm. year for you. Oh yes, Yeah. that I got
0: it, and I was just like ecstatic when I got it because it was like, I love, I love that band. It was. Um, you mentioned them once. I mentioned them once, and I was surprised that you that you had that heard me mention it. I listened. And, and then I got and I got the CD, and I was in to this day. It's the only CD that's ever in my car at any given time.
1: So so here's so here's my thing is is I have another nerd who. Um, Every year at Halloween, if I went on his university's webpage on Facebook, Mm -hmm. I would see him Um, because he'd be full on. He has like the best Green Ranger costume I've ever seen. And um, he'd be full on on campus in the Green Ranger. um,
0: Just kind of hanging out, just doing his thing.
1: The other fun one would be sometime during finals, he'd wear his Christmas suit. He has
0: a... Uh, He's a flat, checkered...
1: It's got Christmas trees on it. It's actually not plaid. It's Christmas trees oh, it's all over it. it's actually Christmas trees. It's actually Christmas trees, and he has a green Why vest. Why does he, he wears wear it with, to finals? He wears it to finals just to lighten up the mood for everybody. He, oh. walked, he actually walked into, into one of his lecture halls to take his final exam, mm-hmm. and as he walked in, the teacher said, you just got 10 pointus, bonus points for wearing that. And ever, ever, ever after that, he considered it his lucky suit. <laughs> and um and uh so you know and and now now of course he's uh
0: a little bit further away
1: yeah now he's now he's in pennsylvania so we'll have to see if they if uh he's doing graduate work and we'll have to see but um but yeah uh you know you so so my my thing is know your nerd mm-hmm. listen for small hints that allow you to pick up on on maybe things you could you could find, and then use these websites,
0: to to to, to research a little bit. Again, yeah. I, I highly recommend stalking Facebook. Yep. Um, oh, not, that's true. Not not that's a great way to know your nerd. Oh yeah, not not in the sense of like trying to figure out where somebody is at any given time or no no trying, no, 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 trying not not in a malicious way, but I mean like, um, I for a long time purely kept my Facebook page. Just for checking out what was happening with family and friends, and yeah. I've recently started over the last couple of years um, liking other pages, and I get into that for things that I would like frequently, I would normally look up and look for frequently, yeah, um, which has led me to some really great, cool finds on on Facebook. So yeah. um, I imagine there's other people who are a lot less private than me in that particular regard, so probably have a very highly cultivated Facebook um, link. So, yeah. I mean, like, look, that'd be a great place as well. If you don't fully know your nerds necessarily, that might be a way, that might be something to look at too. Yep. Um, so we're going to post all of these notes and all of our, uh, all the links for our, all the different websites and places we discussed on our website at the com. And then if you want to follow us as well with the conversation, we're going to post this as well on our Facebook group. At facebook.com forward slash nerd tutorial podcast again all is one big giant word um and then if you have any ideas or future topics or you want to or you have uh, you want to talk to me on twitter you can reach me on twitter at nerd underscore tutorial um and we follow all of the previous links that we've had there so we're following harry potter now Yep. um and a couple other stuff that we followed here as well um in the past so any sort of New stuff that ever comes out in there, you can f- check out our Facebook or, my, or excuse me, my, the Twitter feed and follow that as well if you want to find something on there that's like, yeah, I'm really into Gundams and I'm, you can follow the official um, Bandai channel that switches the people who make Gundam. Yep. Because um, they've got they're known for their mech shows at the end of the day. Um, but we hope that you guys uh, stay safe out there in these weird times, and we'll see you guys again next time. Bye.